I'm over it. Little stinkers. Um, little hooligans. Little knuckleheads. Goofballs, you know? Silly gooses, as they say. Nothing but good things to say about those people. Just doing their job and their due diligence. Great job. Love it. Definitely challenging, though, for me to deal with. But respect it. Damn, that's all you can do, right? God damn. It's crazy. Well, I should probably do this double dab real quick before we end this episode. Enough about that. But see, we did the whole arc. Making sense. Kind of coherent in the beginning. Dabs. Lost. Not making much sense. Start talking about real personal shit. Family. Perspective on life. And now a dab where I just crash and burn right at the end. And that's like, honestly, how this goes. I like it. We've really found our rhythm. (laughs) Okay. sir all right well now what's up everybody and welcome to episode 126 of the podcast today we have some cool pieces on the table got a couple rbr spinners gonna stack those a little bit here um probably gonna stack them and do a dry dab though which is gonna be wild um because we have this little stand that one of our new guys here made that you can stack RBR spinners, and I'll talk about that more in a minute. And I got this really cool, like, Loki lipstick, Portland green, purple rain, blended 3x2 halo. And then my big uh, fat can 75mm bubbler, which we're going to be dropping full color versions of that here in the next couple months. We found a way to be able to make that big tubing um, in-house so we can do full color ones instead of just the clears. Um, but yeah, a lot going on here at Bear Mountain Studios. Uh, We have our big event coming up July 15th for the Patreon crew. If you want to join that, the Patreon crew and get in on that event, tickets will go for sale here in like a week, I think. Um, And it'll be a Patreon only kind of thing uh, where we'll have like, we have sponsors for hash. We have, it's going to be all catered with food. We're going to have all the different prototypes there, a bunch of glass. It's just going to be a big party. And I'll probably talk about a little more at some point because I'm getting excited about it. Trying to get hyped up and get everyone else excited. Probably only going to do like, 75 tickets though i don't want to do anything huge Uh, i want it to be still i want to be able to talk to everyone that's there and i think if there's 100 or more people then i'm not gonna be able to have a conversation with everyone so we're gonna keep it somewhere around 75 tickets um but we've had more people say that they want to come than that but we'll figure it out either way but we'll see we'll see what happens with how many people um but either way it's going to be a blast and we'll have a bunch of giveaways and fun shit to do that evening here saturday night the uh, 15th of july um, I'm getting ready to go to a fucking class. I haven't been to a, cl- a glass blowing class in years. I only ever did one with another artist, and it was Grimm, where he taught me about millies and putting millie inside tubing and building like scenery with uh, millies, which are like glass images that artists make. Um, I'm actually gonna go take a class with Siren Apparatus. He's one of, in my opinion, the best lathe workers in our pipe industry, and I'm very excited to go to his house and watch him for a weekend and learn some stuff and then bring it back to the studio here and give that knowledge I learned to my guys so we can all get better. And then hopefully I can bring out some other artists to actually do classes at here at the studio for the team. Of course, I'd like to offer classes to people who aren't on the team, so we're going to be doing that here by the end of the year as well. But for now, I'm getting everyone trained up. I want everyone to get super sick at glass blowing. Our newest addition to the team, uh, Chadwick Glass, his name's Pat. Uh, he's crushing. He's actually doing crushed opal prep for right now. I've always had to make all the crushed opal tube. That's why there's always been not a lot of crushed opal. I have like little spurts throughout the year where I'll do like a handful of them. But now that I have someone that's capable of making that tubing for me, um, I can start offering crushed opal in all different formats and different things more consistently, which is going to be really cool because I have a lot of folks that literally have been holding out and waiting to buy something because they want crushed opal. They don't want a regular full color RBR, they want sparkly. <clears throat> so I've been having Pat make some custom color blends that are gonna complement that opal and make some of the most beautiful tubing for me to make some of the most beautiful pieces I can. Um, and I'm excited to get into those. Um, today we're gonna be smoking quite a bit of 710. I got one dab left of this Thunderdome from Green Dot and I'm actually smoking some Thunderdome flower right now. Probably one of the best strains to come out of Green Dot in the last year, I think. 
I love everything they do, but I would say this one is really something special to me. We all have a different flavor palette when it comes to terpenes and hash and weed. This one really strikes a chord for me. What are the genetics on Thunderdome though? It's garlic banger times candy cake. And well, there you go. Two things I love smoking. You put them together and you get the terpene profile is catastrophic gas, which whatever that means. It's gassy though. That's what I like though. I like when the weed and the hash is like, when I was a kid, I used to like going to my parents to the gas station when they pump gas because that shit smelled good. So like, it's the same kind of thing. It hits that same note where I'm like, damn, that's like, that is a smell and a terpene you can't eat or else you'll die. Cannabis is like the only thing that can put off that terpene that you can actually consume without getting sick or anything. And you can enjoy that terpene. You can't enjoy gasoline terpene unless you just stand by a gas pump or smoke some fireweed. Like... That's how I see it anyway. So this is like, if I if I want to enjoy a lemon terpene, there's a million ways I can taste a lemon. It's not just weed. But if I want to taste some fucking gasoline, dinosaur goop, then there's only a couple ways to do it. You either stand by a gas pump or you smoke some weed, bro. And honestly, the weed's better because you get, you get feeling even funnier. It's a good time. Um, but yeah, we're... Uh, We've got a couple big things happen here at the studio as well. We have some like new equipment coming in and stuff. And we're like, you know, we're constantly doing things here. I don't post as much on Instagram as I was like a year ago about everything we're doing just because dude, I'm fucking weird with my Instagram now. Like I'm like, I always think about if I post something, am I going to fucking get like, someone's going to call me and be like, Oh, Hey, have you done a load calc on that machine or this or that? Just like dumb things from like our, our local branches of, you know, building departments to code enforcement stuff. So I'm, I'm like, kind of like, I don't post everything I'm doing on Instagram anymore, just because it seems like people want to use it against me, even though I'm not trying to do anything wrong, but have a good time, smoke some weed, get some lathes, make bigger bongs. Like I found a lathe the other day, a lathe is the machine that we use to spin the glass. I found one the other day that was 12 foot long. It was a custom built lathe, 12 foot long. I'm like, you know what that means? I can make a 12 foot bong. And I got really excited, but the wife ain't going for it. We don't have a space for a 12 foot lathe anyway. However, my big Littens, which are a brand of lathe that I have out in the studio right over here, um, can actually make a 12 or 20 foot bong if I wanted. Even though they're only eight foot long machines, they have these huge openings where you can slide a piece of tubing out either end. And they're strong enough that like I could literally slide a 10 foot piece of tubing through that lathe and shape it. Because at the Patreon event, we're going to have a couple, probably like three six-foot straight tubes available. Um, And I think I might have talked about this on last episode, but we're going to have some big like six-footers available just for fun. They're not going to be break-the-bank pieces. They're going to be simple straight tube bongs, but like sandblasted Bear Mountain ones, but six-footers, all clear. Um, And then we'll have like a full drop of like color clear and all that kind of stuff here during that as well. And we'll have one here to smoke so we can test them out and play with it. I'm excited, honestly, to see the RBR cap stacking station. I'll probably have enough to do 10 cap stack because I think 10 is where it'll max out before the banger snaps off. <coughs> um, and if it did, that'd be funny anyways. But we'll have a bunch of, we'll have like, I have these big like four foot by um, two foot. They're like, yeah, they're like 48 inch by 24 inch uh, mood mats. So we'll set up them long ways and everything. So if everything falls, like there's a low pro- lower probability of everything breaking because we have those mats. But we're going to do some fun, silly stuff at the event, and I'm very excited to meet some new people and see some faces that I've never seen because I've, I see people's names. I talk to people on Instagram or um, through Patreon and all these different things, but you don't, we're like internet friends. Like We don't know what, he, they know what I look like, but I don't know what anyone looks like. I can't put a face to the name, so I'm excited to be able to do that and then have an event that happens yearly or maybe twice a year. Um, and like I might've said in last episode, we have a custom mood mat that's going to be at that event for everyone that attends. We'll be getting one of the Bear Mountain Studios Patreon session number one mood mats. So it'll be like a whole like special image and everything, um, just for that event. So as you come to the events, try to collect them all and, uh, be kind of like a cool collectible thing, at least in my opinion, that's all I like to collect stuff anyways. Like I appreciate those like little collectible things. Um, and man, I just overall just kind of like. I don't know what I'm, I'm like nervous because like I want to do a good job at the event, but like I don't want to overdo it either. And like I'm honestly nervous for like the first person to walk through the door where it's just like me standing in the room like, hi, <laughs> like welcome. Like, I don't know. Like, I, f- I feel like I just don't want to like, I feel like I just want to do a really good job. So everyone has a fucking awesome time. And I feel like the, what I need to do is stop overthinking it 
and just started just being like, yeah, it's just going to happen. And we're just going to do it and it'll be great. But I'm like, it's like all these fine details. And then my wife is the same way. So she comes up with ideas like, do we need this? Do we need that? And all of a sudden, this really affordable, simple event we're going to do now is turning into thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. But it will be a good time. And it's for the Patreon crew, for people who support Bear Mountain heavily to come make memories and get some content for your own Instagrams or social media platforms. Platforms here, I said that. That's a New York thing. We, with those A's, like Apple. Like we just say things horribly up there. I've been trying to fight it for years not to say things like that, but this slips out sometimes. But yeah, we'll have like stuff set up so that like people can actually use these pieces that I've done these videos on Instagram that have kind of gone like viral. Like use that same piece to make your own videos and stuff like that. Um, viral. I've never said that about anything I've done, but I couldn't think of a better word that wasn't like that. And that just made it sound terrible, but it's what it is. I mean, like sometimes you get a video with almost a million views and I, I would consider that kind of, but like viral in the weed community, like normal people aren't trying to see me smoke a six foot bong or anything like that. Normal people are like concerned when they see me doing things like that. Cause I get those comments. I get the DMS of people reaching out with concerns that like, you know, oh, like, you know, like either it's a concern that like, Oh, you're fucking up the terpene profile from a really heady person. I'm like, I'm not smoking a six foot piece for flavor. Like I'm smoking it to say I did it. And then, or it's someone that's like, you have an addiction. I'm like, maybe, or I just like smoking weed and it's a medical thing that I use that works for me. What perspective is everything, ain't it? Like you can have an addiction to anything. You'd be addicted to going bed early and eating healthy. I mean, you can be addicted to working out. You can be addicted to church. Um, I happen to just love smoking weed and feeling good every day as much as possible and positive, you know, cause for me, like things compound. And if every day you have stuff eating at you and you have no way to calm down or try to like, it's just for a moment, like clear your head and get out of that mess of what is reality in life, then you're, that's going to compound. And you're going to fucking go crazy and lose it. I might still go crazy at some point. Cause the thing about weed is too, is if you smoke a lot of weed, here's one side effect. You might start making narratives in your head of things that are happening with people you know or relationships or friends that aren't actually reality. You're just a, you just see a post that someone made and then you assume you know the context of the post and then you connect a bunch of dots in your little stoned head and you think all these things are happening. When you find out, you just totally misunderstand the situation. Happens to me. It's actually happened to my customers before. They've reached out to me. They've like seen the color of a piece and thought that I made the same piece as theirs and something like whatever the situation is. Um, and it's just, you know, we smoked a little too much weed and got in your head shit happens, bro. Like, that's why I don't get like mad at people. If they come at me and get a little sassy sometimes, I'm like, especially if they're a stoner like me, I'm like, bro, what type of hash are you smoking right now? Like, is it heavy? Is it like a serious, like gassy OG? And it tastes so good that you took too many dabs and now you're in your head freaking out a little bit. That's okay, dude. No one, no one, no one, like the one thing that brings me peace is like, sometimes when people get in their heads, at least me, like, I'm like always like, oh, people hate me or people think this about me. I'm like, people, when then you, you realize you're like, no one's thinking about you, dude. No one gives a shit what you're doing. Like, just live your life and try to have a good time. That's it. But let's take a dab because I've just been like holding this joint. So let's take a dab. I don't know where I should start. If um, I should start with this like double dry dab because with these, this fucking like, so here's like a regular, like, you know, RBR spinner and then the stand that it comes with or whatever. And, um, isn't that nice how they just balance with a nail? Um, that's what's nice about the drain on the back. Yes, it's a, a static thing, so it looks like an RBR, but it's actually a counterweight, too, for when you're, like, putting a nail on there and shit. Um, the RBR design is just... I've done a lot with it. Um, but then this other stand right here has a mouthpiece on it, and one of our guys, Patrick Chadwick Glass, give him a follow on Instagram. He's killing it. He does beautiful work, his own work, too, besides just working here at Bear Mountain. Um put a mouthpiece on that so you can smoke your rbr spinner cap without a rig because i've had so many people hit me up that see the spinner caps and they're maybe not super educated on my product um so they'll see a spinner cap and they're like is that like a standalone rig too and not just a spinner like can i smoke that and me and pat like look like i showed him one of these like messages i got and he's like oh he's like what if we put a mouthpiece on a stand i was like oh yeah i guess it would be kind of a standalone rig then um, so we might even have these stands for novelty, like on the website where you can like grab a stand to throw your car and you could literally like the only way you can smoke the stand though, is if you put a nail in your carb cap. Cause obviously like, there's no way to just like, I mean, you, you need to, you need a nail in the cap to actually be able to smoke it. And so what I'm thinking today is, is that I might 
you know, I might have to like, this one might be weird trying to do it like that. I might have to put it on a piece or I'll stack it. Either way, I'll figure it out. I'm going to start with a regular dab. This is like end of episode dry double dab through the Slurpee and a regular now kind of deal. So, but yeah, I'm excited about the, like the fun little like novelty, like the stands, adding a mouthpiece, just doing silly shit like that. And, um, that's like with our new guy that started here. I think that's one thing he likes about working here is that like, yes, like we're crushing and doing glass blowing all day, which is the dream. But we're also like having fun with extra stuff too. Like I'm like, Oh, do this little, like I give the guys like little random projects. I'll be like, do this for a few hours today or make this or that. Um, just because like for me, I don't have time to do everything and I have so many ideas in my head and so many things I want to do that it literally requires me having more hands than the two I have on my body right now. So I need, I have <coughs> my team literally testing shit, just cr cranking out color and casing opals. Like it's a fucking machine out there. Like by the end of this year, as long as everything goes on the way I'm planning, like I should have like a really fucking killer system set up where I have an abundance of color opals. And like any day I walk into my little art studio, I can be like, what am I inspired by today? What colors, what did I see on the drive in? And I'll have all those colors already pre-made for me. And I can just grab color and start shaping it. That's literally a dream for me. I don't know if other glass artists feel the same way. Like a dream would be at a studio full of the juiciest prep and pre encased opals and everything's just set for you and clean. Everything's clean. Not, not just the glass, but the whole studio. Like the actual place where we're working is kept very clean because the guys here, like especially Keymaster, he'll like stay late or come in on weekends and do clean up the whole shop, make sure it's sparkly for Monday morning when we all come in and crush together. Um, the circumstances over the last 18 months or so, or I guess but 14 months or so, have been, you know, in a where I feel like I haven't had much control of being like kind of having to move into a new space. But at the same time, I, I really do try to find the silver lining and try to see the best in everything. Um, because it's so easy to see the negative in any situation you're in. It's so easy to see the negative in people. It's much harder to see someone and find the positive in them if they're being shitty. It's much harder to be in a shitty situation and find the positive than it is to just immerse yourself in how shitty things feel. So, like, overall, like, things... This has been a fucking tough 14 months and intense and, like, emotionally. Like, even after this episode, I'll probably have a panic attack and freak out and be like, what was I talking about? Nothing's... Everything's fucked up. What am I going to do? Like... But a big picture, like, we're still working. We're still coming to work every day. Everyone's still paying their bills and supporting their families that are working here at Bear Mountain. Like, we're still making new things and designing new stuff. And I'm still, like, up all night drawing and, like, thinking of new things I want to do with the glass and this and that. And so, like, if you looked at this on, like, a graph, like, we have still just kept climbing. Regardless of the situations we've been forced into, we continue to grow. Um, and I still have my whole team. Like I have, no one's ever quit or been fired from bear mountain. And there's four people that work, um, under me now. And there'll probably be a fifth one by the end of this year. Honestly, like I, I it's because when people, like when the people, people work here, like I feel like they really feel like we're working together and they're not like, like I'm, I'm, I'm much less of a boss. I would say like Cassie, my wife is more the boss. Cause when she comes in here, everyone's like, Right. Like we're like, we're like, we're working. We're not dabbing. Like, you know, much more like she's the one that we're like, we got to make sure we're doing a good job. I think for me, like I've found a way to like integrate into the team, even though I'm like the owner and the person making the, the pipes and stuff. But like, I've found a way to like get in there where we all kind of feel like, like fucking teammates and not like, like boss and employee or some sort of hierarchy shit. Like we're just kind of like, we're here working on this together. My dream was to build Bear Mountain Studios and have a dope ass job where I could do what I love to do all day um, with people I'd enjoy to be around. And I can see that, I feel like I can see that coming. Like I'm, I'm, already, I'm already doing that a minute. I love all the guys here and I love my job, I love what I'm doing. Um, but like I can see that we're getting closer to what my goal was to get to and then I can kind of create more like new goals. But, but yeah, it's, it's something to do, right? Just fucking smoke hash and blow glass all day. It's something to do. You gotta, you gotta find something to do on this planet. Um, it's just what it is. Oh, I got, oh, I got my giant marble. That's my cap today. I like the, I like the little ring pop caps that we make. That's what I've been using on my slurper mostly lately. But slurper marbles are awesome too. I feel like slurper marbles are more like collectible than fucking some 
the like for people then like a ring pop cap because they have like the these have the bear paw opalum and everything like that. But if you were ever to quit smoking and like you didn't like want your pipes or anything anymore, you could always keep a marble like this in your office and shit to like remember a time when you were a stoner slamming slurpy dabs. You know what I mean? As opposed to like the ring pop caps and stuff like that that truly look like a functional tool for a carb cap or dabbing. To the untrained eye or someone that doesn't know our industry, these this is just a marble. This is just a marble with a sparkly, sparkly little bear paw in it. Um, so to me, like these are kind of like a timeless accessory. It can be used for all different stuff. I mean, I remember a time when marbles were just marbles. They didn't go on nails like that. That wasn't even a thing. Like, I remember when Toro, like, came out with the slurpers for the first two years. No one even really seemed like they knew how to use them right. Like, they were, like, this weird-looking nail. And we were like, what is that? And then one day someone put some accessories to it, and they became the sickest shit ever. Now every company makes a high-surface-area slurper-style uh, nail. Um... And so, but more my whole point of the whole thing is that marbles, like, I feel like longevity are just a collectible thing because they don't require anything to be what they already are. They can just, they're just versatile. Um, but yeah, let me warm up this now. We'll take this last dab of Thunderdome and um, start getting really stoned because that's what happens. Like, I recently, uh, actually a handful of people I've met recently actually watched the podcast and they like talk to me about the perspective watching and like how funny it is in the beginning. Like I'm all talking, I'm in it, in it doing it. And then all of a sudden I take a dab in my eyes, just, just close. And I'm just like, Oh, I'm stoned now. Like, so we're there now that we're at that point of the episode, but I have faith that I, I went to bed early. So I'm not going to, I'm going to get stoned right now, but I'm hopefully going to be able to keep hanging out and talking without getting totally lost in my own mind. We'll see what happens. This is, this is for science. Really? Most of us. Just going to heat this up over here. So it's not quite as loud on that torch. Um, this was a custom request from someone, this crazy piece I have here, and probably on the camera it's going to be hard to see the real beauty in this because it's so many layers of fumes and like fumey, like gassed off colors, They're, like the purples, the golds, the the honey, like there's just, there's a lot of colors in this, and then we mixed uh, Portland Green and uh, Purple Rain into it to give it like really transparent sections too with that like fuminess going over it and it's all blended together. Took Cormac three days to prep this color. Ton of work, because there's a matching drop down and everything, so there was more color than just the piece that needed to be prepped. Um, but when you're prepping a piece like this, you're prepping every piece of color strategically for a specific part. It has to be a specific amount of color. Um, so it takes a lot of work to prep these pieces. Like, literally, like, it took me a couple days to make it, and then it took Cormac, like, three days to prep. So, I mean, you're talking, like, a week of man hours just to like get this part of the piece. And I still haven't made the drop down yet. I have to do that and the spinner cap and stuff. Um, <clears throat> but a lot goes into these pieces. When you see a table with like 20 plus pieces on it, that's like a crazy amount of man hours and color. Cause like, even like our new guy that started here, he was like, wow, you guys put like a lot of color into the glass. Like we use a ton of color. That's why I need four. There's certain weeks where all four of the guys out there are prepping color. Like this week, like they're all kind of working on different projects and different things. But then there's color weeks where I'm like, all right, all hands on deck. We're fucking, it's like basically being like, we're fucking moving brick. We're shoveling snow this week. It's backbreaking. It's hot. Color, color work is, is a lot because you're using the biggest flames. You're using the flame on the longest time consistently. You're not like turning on like big flames. You're just using a huge fucking flame and raging the whole time. And the radiant heat. And the light that comes off the glass, it's extremely bright. You have to wear special glasses like welders. Um, just the whole process of prepping color. And, like, I'm compassionate towards my guys about it. I'm always like, okay, we're almost done. the last few things. And they don't care. They're like, I'll prep color all day, dude. I don't care. I was like, but I see you. I see you how red you are. I see how sweaty. I'm like, this is brutal. I'm like, obviously, I want people to work hard. But I also don't want people to grind themselves into the ground. You know, I want them to be able to leave work and still go have the rest of their day to themselves. And not be like, I got to go lay down and sleep. I worked so hard. Like... I don't know. Might be counterintuitive. That's why I might never be really like super successful because I, I care too much. And if you care too much, then all of a sudden you realize that like some of these people that are super successful out there, they got there by like literally grinding people into the ground, throwing them away. They, it's not saying that that's what everyone's done, but a lot of the time it seems like um, people are worked into the ground. And for me, like, I'll do that to myself. Like, I do do that to myself. So if you've been watching this podcast for a while or if you've been following my Instagram for years, like, you'll know. Like, I work like an animal. But that's my choice, you know? And this is my thing. But I would never 
try to pay someone to do what I do because it's it's too much. But if someone was eager and they wanted that, they're like, I want to grind this hard like you and do this, then I'd be like, okay, cool. But it's definitely not something I'd recommend or ask someone to do for any some, any amount of money. But yeah, all right, let's take this last dab of Thunderdome. It's not a huge not a huge dab, but I guess it's a good way to start the day. Oh, Microsoft. Whoa, my marble spun on there as I was hitting it. Ooh, I really like the size of the three by twos. I feel like I've like over the years of making the three by two, which is the triple diffuse double drain this is a halo variation so it just has like obviously that the ring on the outside wrapping around the secondary drain um but i feel like over the years of making these i've tried all different sizes of like height and stuff like that and i found that like this is like the 14 mil so this is like your biggest version the 10 mil is a, a smaller version of this um i'm finding like really like that dialed in height where i want like the can to be so that like while there's a cap on it and while you're hitting it like everything's like you know you're not having to work super hard to get it to function and like i don't know like when you're making glass or you're showing function videos a lot of people will show function videos with like no nail in the piece or no cap or anything and that's like kind of hard to judge function because once you put a nail and then you carb cap a piece it totally affects the airflow going into it which changes the function um and i smoke the fuck out of my glass like i smoke like almost every piece I make. I don't post videos of everything. I just, it would be, my page would really look like I have a problem if I was doing that. Um, I, I only post a video of maybe one out of the 50 dabs I take, you know, like, um, but I smoke the glass. So I'm really finding like what makes it better. Even if like it looks the same to the collector or the person buying it or whatever, like, there's been so much time put into actually like smoking and using the glass and refinement that like, this is one of the reasons I don't really worry too much about other people recreating my work and even calling it an RBR and do it. I, I, I'm like, whatever, like there's no way that you've taken as many dabs on RBRs as me. Like, and like where I'm uh, that just, that's how I see it. I'm like, I'm putting so much time into actually testing and using the glass and then making the glass that it's just not going to be the same. It could look the same. The perk could be the same, but there's going to be like something different about the hit. You're going to feel it. You won't be able to see it. It's almost like food. Like you could see two beautiful dishes in front of you that are mere images, beautiful made by two different chefs. They followed the same recipe, but when you taste one, you taste the other, there's going to be something you like about that one specifically that you can't see it. You can only feel it and taste it. And that's exactly what I see in my glasses that like, it may something may look similar, um, but there's absolutely a difference in feel and hit. And hey, shit, at the end of the day, theirs might even be better to you. I don't fucking know, but to me, <laughs> like I put a lot of time into it, and um, I know the product and I stand behind it. Um, man, that was a that was a great dab. It was a small dab. It was really low temp. Um, but that was that was awesome. It's honestly the best way to start the day dabbing. Like if you start out with a red hottie. Oof, man, like for the rest of the day, like you're feeling it. Every dab after that, you're feeling it. I'm feeling good right now. I'm, I'm climbing up to it. I'm actually going to take a dab on this big old boy now here. I even told my producer today, Aja, I was like, dude, I'm fucking taking dabs today, bro. I'm well rested, bro. I went to bed. Like that means I'm smoking hash. A lot of the time I come on here and talk to everybody, like I'm fucking haven't slept a lot. And when you haven't slept a lot, like you fucking smoke some weed, it just amplifies those feelings of sleep deprivation, which sometimes are dizziness. Uh, your brain's really not firing right. You're like a little like loopy. Um, sleep and food are fucking important, dude. Like when I was younger and like still grinding just as hard in my head, I had kind of had this mantra. I was like, oh, you just got to grind, grind, grind. But I'm like, no, dude, like you have to sometimes in your life, grind, grind, grind. But you eventually have to find ways to like rest. It's so hard though. It's so hard to like, I wish that like Evan four years ago could see me saying this. And honestly, like 
that's one of the things that comes down is I'm like, where was I a year ago? Where was I two years ago? Like, look at where you are now. Like, what would Evan two years ago think about and like feel about this? Like, where you're at? Like, what you're doing? Like, it's very hard in the moment to appreciate what you're doing or how much you've done or, yeah, it just, it's just reality. I'm gonna actually fucking leave this piece on a mat though, cause that's a fancy boy. And this one's, this one's a Percy piece. So, for that fucker, I'm gonna have to hold this thing. That's fine though. Fucking, that's a fucking piece of glass right there, bro. Oh, I'll sit that right there. Don't mind me just get my accessories out. Don't mind me. Oh, we have uh, ISO jars that are going to be ready here soon. Even nicer than this one. And they're all going to be sandblasted. It's not going to be the same logo, though. It's like a bigger image. Um, I don't have the image here, but it's our... Oh, I do have the image. It's right there. So that's our new ISO jars are going to be this big like image with the battleship and the tentacles and the RBRs on it and all that. And um, our newest member, Chad Wook, wants to make like clear scientific coffee mugs in shop and then sandblast them and have like limited runs of like special edition like Bear Mountain like coffee mugs. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, but how do you smoke it? He's like, no, dude. He's like, something that, like a real mug with a nice thick handle, like something you actually use, not a novelty with a pipe in it. He's like, but in my head, I'm always like, dude, but how do we smoke it? Like, <laughs> like you know, but I, I think he's right. I think we should have some things like that, that, you know, not everything has to be something you get high through. I mean, I could probably find a way to get high through a cup, even if it wasn't a pipe, though. I figured it out, dude. Put like, grind up some weed in the bottom. Dude. If it's boro, dude. Fuck, dude. You could, there's so many ways. Like, you could literally, like, almost free base off it. You could just put some hash in the bottom of your coffee mug and then, like, heat up something and drop it in there and just shake it around in there. And it would just vaporize the hash in the bottom of the cup and you just sniff over it. I don't know. That wouldn't look good. That vi that dad video wouldn't look good. That'd be a rough dad video. I, that one, that one, I'd be like, hopefully this one doesn't go viral. I don't want the world knowing this. This looks bad. Either way. Get creative, have fun. You know, that's all I'm saying. Just get creative and have fun. Free base hash out of your coffee mug, bro. Um, I think I'm going to take a dab of some 710. I got four different flavors here. I think what I'm going to take a dab on, though, is this. Not Starburst. There's one that someone brought me recently. Dude, people have been... Something about this new studio, maybe it's because I'm getting back to people. But, like, I would I would always, like... I was just, like, a ghost when I was living in my house. And this new studio, I'm, like, getting trying to communicate better with people that are trying to be nice to me and reach out to me. Um, and uh, we've just been having people bring us like fire hash and like food and like people have been just so nice. And I'm like, how do I, I just, and I, I'll just like grab stuff out of my case of glass. I'm like, here's some glass. I don't know what to do. Like they're not asking for glass or anything, but like I feel like always weird when people are just giving me nice stuff, but this Gax movie, smoothie. Not smoothie, it's S-M-O-O-V-I-E. Gak. G-A-K. So it's that Nickelodeon smoothie. When I see Gak, I think of Nickelodeon Gak, bro. Thinking about that green ooze coming out of the fuck. Oh, Jesus, boys. You know, you leave all the hash in the fridge and just say, hey, you guys, if you want a dab or something, this is a two-gram jar. I've only taken one dab out of it. There may be a point one left in there. We'll get a dab. That's fine. I'm scared to open the rest. If if they all look like this, I'm going to have to go to the dispensary. Um, well, you know, I was given this hash, so that's why it's not a big deal, dude. Even if I pay for it, it wouldn't be a big deal. But I'm kind of like, damn, dude. Hopefully I get to try all these because they've been fucking, I think they've been picked through. That's good, though. The boys are eating well, that means. The boys are eating well. <laughs> like, they've been in the fridge. They've been in the fridge. I get it. And my parents, when I was younger, used to get upset because my friends would go through our fridge in the garage. It was just full of fucking soda and juice and just drink it all. And now I get it. I kind of feel it. And I'm not upset. But I'm also like, damn, dude. That boys were hungry, dude. Mm. All right, I'm going to warm up this now. But yeah, I think how uh, the event's gonna go too is like 710. We'll probably have like a little like booth or something here with a bunch of hash at it. And then we have Eclipse Cannabis, 
which they're also a employee store for like 710, Green Dot, and a bunch of big brands that I absolutely love. They're going to bring all the other brands. So 710 will bring the 710, and then whatever else we don't have will be brought by uh, Eclipse Cannabis from Boulder. And uh, those guys are the fucking best, dude. I'm excited for everyone to meet those guys. They're also Patreon members, too. Like, the people that are Patreon members are, like, surprise me all the time. It's super cool. So many different, like, business owners and, like, people that, like, I, you know, look up to and respect. I'm like, damn, you're a Patreon member. Sick. Like, that's fucking cool. And, like, I'm not going to promote this event on my They Did It Instagram at all. Like, this is, like, if you watch the podcast or Patreon, that's where you're going to find it. Because if you watch this podcast or you're a member of my Patreon, you're going to be my friend when you come over to my, my Patreon party. Dude, I, I don't want any grumpy Gus's here that are going to ruin our good times. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're trying to have fun, dude. I don't need any little little grumpy Gus's. Because, you know, some people that follow They Did It, that's just a big-ass Instagram account. That's like, you have all sorts of just random people. But the people that actually subscribe to Patreon, the people that watch this podcast... They're just cool fucking people that want that like are like minded that I'm like we could hang out. If you can watch my podcast or join the Patreon, then like we can fucking hang out. Cause you've seen more of me on a personal level than that they did at Instagram, at least over the last couple of years. That that Instagram has gotten more just dad videos and less commentary from me. I used to do lots of this talking shit on there. And the Instagram did actually pretty well when I was doing a lot of talking stuff and like I feel like I was probably connecting with people a little more personally on the They Did It account when I was, like, more of a chatty Cathy on there. But at the same time, it got to a point where I was, like, I had anxiety because I was, like, there's too many, like, people looking at this. And I'm talk, I'm, like, I feel like, I don't know, I just felt, like, self-conscious. Like, I was, like, standing on a stage instead of hanging out in, like, a room with some friends. So that's why, like, what the podcast and what the Patreon is to me now is, like, that smaller, it's, like, Here's the fucking where me and the homies hang out, and then like sometimes we go to that big club and hang out there. But not trying. I'm trying to like I don't know. I'm really high already. Either way, I'm trying to explain why I use social media the way I do. Not that anyone really fucking cares, but yeah, excited to do full color versions of these uh, 75 mil bubs um, because our new guy has the ability to make 75 millimeter tubing for me. Cormac does too, but Cormac is super skilled and can do anything I need him to do. But it's like, he's so busy with other stuff that I need. That's why I needed this, this new guy, Pat. And I probably honestly will need one more person that skill level to help. Cause we're getting geared up. Like we're getting the equipment. We're about to start doing this flower line with like ash catchers and tubes and bubs. Like we're pretty darn close. We've been working on it silently in the background. I've been trying not to post too much of things ahead of time. Cause I've done that so much in the past. And then it takes me a, a year longer to finish something. So I'm just saying, though, this year, flower shit. And um, probably going to do start creating a special wholesale line of glass for stores again. So we can start being in, like, all different local places. Oh, this is kind of low temp again. That's honestly wonderful. <coughs> wow. <coughs> what is that turp? <coughs> it's like <coughs> lime cream candy. I don't even like those are the notes I'm getting. Like lime creamy sweet. <coughs> <coughs> Maybe that's the Gax movie because lime's green and the creaminess of a smoothie and the sweetness. I mean, the name makes sense. That's lime, whoa, cream candy. Whoa, I took that at like on the turbo meter at about 5.15. Out of all the temp readers I've tried, I'd say this is the most accurate. This one actually reads like your temperature too of like your skin where you can be like, okay, like you can like see that it's, it's not off. Like if I take any of the other ones, they can't even read that low. So I'm like, if they're not even accurate enough to read that low, this thing is just like, it reads anything like our kilns. We check our kilns too, to make sure that our, you know, thermocouple and temperature reader and our kilns working right. Wonderful little fucking, uh, temperature reader. Uh, they sent me a couple of these like a year ago and we've been using them like crazy. We absolutely love them. They're, I would say like 
I might have just got lucky too. You know how technology and electronics are nowadays. Like sometimes certain ones work better than others, but out of the two we use, um, they work very, very well. And I'd recommend them. Um, the turbo meter, they're a little like, I don't even know what they cost. They're probably expensive because they work that good. I like how small it is too. Um, there's some people that actually make bases for them as well, which wouldn't be a bad idea. So it's more stable because obviously it's a pretty small, like tapered base, but it'll still stand up. Um, where did I set this? I gotta set this marble so it doesn't go rolling away. Um, but yeah, these 75 millimeter bubs though, they're basically an oversized double diffuse perk. It's like a huge double diffuse perk, not just tall, like fat, like the disc, there's way more cuts in both parts of it. That's why they're like a fun flower piece. Cause it's just like a ton of diffusion and it's really direct. And like, it's, it's, I mean, you can see the size, like 75 millimeter can, that's like a coffee mug kind of diameter. Um, like a smaller coffee mug, not even though no, that's like a coffee mug. It's It's pretty beefy. Um, and oh, what was I going to say about it? There was something specific I wanted to say about these though, because that's why I was bringing it up. But yeah, when we're doing the full color ones, the perks, I'm trying to decide if like the perks should be like the same color as the whole thing or start doing like transparent ones. Like, I don't know. We've, we've done a lot of different stuff, man. I'm spacing out right now. So bad. I started, I got stoned and then I started looking at this piece and started thinking about other shit I wanted to do that has nothing to do with the 75 millimeter can. Um, because we have a lot of options opening up now that we have different equipment and all of a sudden, like, I'm able to pursue different ideas with like some of these shapes. Cause if you notice, like I kind of build off a lot of this like same shapes, like that's like my thing. I have repetitive shapes and designs, but like they're all, they're different, different variations. And that's just how my brain works. So like since me and Pat have been talking about the 75 mil can bubs recently, because we've been looking at doing full color ones, I've just, it's just been on the mind. So I've been thinking about it a lot and I'm just really excited to make some of the newer products, like the flower tubes with 75 and shit, like recycling, like a flower tube with this perk in it with an overflow recyclers going down the back, like would be absurd. The amount of bubbles and like what it would look like functioning and how smooth, like there's just so many things guys, like the, just the flower pieces alone. Like there could, like I could, I could think of like 20 that I want to do right now like different variations or different types of perks and stuff. And we've just never had the equipment or the space, really the ceiling height too. There's a bunch of things that we needed to honestly be able to pursue certain projects. Now I have so much more respect too for like back in the day when I first started buying glass, when you see like these tubes that are made in California, like these bigger, like, like crazy, like perks. And I'm not talking about import stuff. That's impressive too, even back in the day, but just like, the stuff they were making, I don't think as buyers back then, we realized the amount of overhead it required to make like quality, clear products. Cause clear, in my opinion, after like, cause I've been working clear and color for 10 years now, they both are challenging, but clear has a higher rate of failure because you might finish the whole piece. And then there's like, just something you notice that's like wrong, like with the glass and now you can't sell it. Like, Whereas color, like color is just way more forgiving when it comes to like, if there's like a weird little blemish, like you can get it out of color, but clear, you like can't like clear, just, it just shows everything, you know, it's, it's, but that's why it's great to be able to work both. And like, if you're trying to learn to blow glass, like make sure you don't just play with color, like learn to work, work clear too, because it's going to make your color work that much stronger. It's just like in any sort of like, sport or martial art or anything you're doing the if you drill fundamentals like heavy fundamentals you don't have to learn the most technical techniques um but if you really have strong fundamentals and drilling those like you're going to be overall better um at whatever you're trying to do and i feel like clear is like the fundamentals of like shaping or making like functional glass art like being able to actually understand and manipulate the glass without having color hiding any imperfections um that's really like what's the term like inside baseball where like those type of thoughts are much more of the people who are making all this stuff not so much the consumers but i'm explaining to you why i appreciate why i like doing both and why i think clear sometimes can be harder than color to to pull off certain things 
color like takes way more heat too so it moves a little slower like clear like turns to like water like it just like when you're shaping glass like you can lose clear shaping like that whereas like shaping a colored piece like you have a little more reaction time because it's a bit stiffer and takes more heat so it doesn't react so fast but the clear reacts so quick um it's just it's just different um you guys should try glass blowing though and we're gonna have classes later this year at bear mountain studios we're gonna start offering certain things like that and uh, try to get set up for the future just in case in the next year or two we have to get out of this building because of circumstances because believe it or not we're dealing with new stuff but i'm not going to talk about it anymore but if we have to get into a new space i will probably buy a building something much larger than this and literally make my own fantasy factory that will be like my fuck you to the universe if the universe keeps trying to stop me i'll just go harder i'll just put it all on the line fucking build fantasy factory um just of glass we'll definitely have a bowl in there for skateboarding though if i get a seven thousand square foot warehouse we're gonna definitely have to have a bowl in there um, in one of the rooms and then have like a whole glass blowing fucking school and bear mountain studios do the whole thing. Just fuck it. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to keep trying to pursue this crazy dream. It's such a crazy thing. Most of the parents I hang out with, like I went to a five-year-old's birthday party with my daughter for, for one of her best friends the other day. And we we're at a, like this trampoline park, but it's mostly blow up shit. I've never been to this spot. And then they have this thing on the ceiling called the sky coaster, where you put a harness on and you can just like, you, it's just like this fucking like basically zip line that goes through the whole fucking building and uh none of the parents were doing any of the things and there was a lot of little kids there so i didn't i didn't try anything um but i told my wife we gotta go back there it's just me you and estelle so we can fucking shred that part because the parents are allowed to go on all the big blow up shit like it's like not just for kids it's like everyone but yeah um but when i was there talking to other parents they all have such like like normal jobs like they're like really part of like the world and i feel like i live in this counterculture bubble but now that i have a daughter and she's in a, like good school and she's like doing things like she does all she goes to dance and she goes to swim and she does all these extracurricular things like we do everything so she can try it all and enjoy her life and have experiences but that forces me to be around like everyday people um which is really cool um but it makes me cautious because they don't know they don't know Baron Studios. Like I've been talking to these people for three years. Like they don't know I have a podcast. Well, I think they do, but I've never. I always like. I never like tell anyone to watch it. I'm never like check it out. <laughs> like I'm like I'm like not telling these other parents. I'm very vague, and they they don't like ask a ton of questions because like when we're hanging out, we just talk about our kids. Like that's because that's what we have in common. That's why we're hanging out is because our children are friends. So. You know, and I've actually have like friendly relationships where some of these people I'm like, oh, we're like kind of friends. And I told my wife, I was like, I have to make them like literally fall in love with me before they find out what I do. I was like, because they need to know so much information that when they find that out, they just laugh at it. And they're like, this guy, what a character. Um, because I don't want what I do to like affect my daughter's relationship with her friends, as weird as that may sound. Um, but this is a very different career. I love making glass and I love smoking ash. And, uh, for me, it's part of my everyday thing. So at least for now, you know, so I'm hoping that I can make these parents all think I rule just in case they ever stumbled upon the old, they did it account, which I can't make private. So annoying. They won't let me make it private. I've reached out to them. I was like, I want this account private. I don't want fucking, I want people to have to request to follow this at this point. It's like, I'm going to start filtering people coming in. Not, and by filter, I mean like, you know, I don't want like any more government employees using my social media account to fuck with me. <laughs> I'm over it. Little stinkers. Um, little hooligans. Little knuckleheads. Goofballs, you know? Silly gooses, as they say. Nothing but good things to say about those people. Just doing their job and their due diligence. Great job. Love it. Definitely challenging, though, for me to deal with. But respect it. Damn, that's all you can do, right? God damn. It's crazy. Well, I should probably do this double dab real quick before we end this episode. Enough about that. But see, we did the whole arc. Making sense. Kind of coherent in the beginning. Dabs. Lost. Not making much sense. Start talking about real personal shit, family, perspective on life. 
and now a dab where I just crash and burn right at the end. And that's like, honestly, how this goes. I like it. We've really found our rhythm. <laughs> okay. All right. The nails are already set up. Uh, Patrick did tell me that the 110 mil nail he's been using for something with like beeswax and that. So it might be dirty with some beeswax. He said, I really should clean it first. But I was like, bro, I'm not worried about it. beeswax. Bees make honey. Honey is good. And it looks like hash. So beeswax. Smoke it. Figure it out. Oh, man. I'll take a sip of water real quick. I'm really trying to figure out how I'm going to do this. I'm going to warm up both nails and just go for it. I think that's the plan. Okay, let's do it. Where's my torch? Yeah, but I hope you guys have been having a good week. I know we're doing everything we can over here to just fucking keep progressing and working through all the craziness that uh, we are working, dealing with, with things, but we're positive and no matter what, at the end of the day, it's all paperwork. I just gotta be patient. But I'm one of those people who likes answers now so I can like sleep on it. But over the last few weeks, I've definitely been working on a, a totally different perspective where I'm just like, I can't, I can't care about anything until it's actually a problem or I'm facing a problem. Right now, I'm just like in limbo waiting to get approval on things and shit. Because we've been submitting drawings from engineers and all different stuff like to just make sure that the community planning board is happy with my um space that i've created here it's a whole thing but we're being like positive and just knowing that it's still right now we're just just waiting on paperwork and hoping that we get them approvals and if we don't no biggie like there's other options. We get to just, we're just gonna, I'm just gonna keep making sure my guys can work. I'm gonna keep making sure that I can keep enjoying my, my job too and making glass and having fun every day. And then hopefully having glass available a couple times a month. So what I'm doing first, cause I only have one torch is like I'm essentially just getting both the nails like heated up a bit. And then I'm gonna go back and hit them both for like back and forth for like maybe like 10 seconds or so and then I'll time them out because I don't know if you guys have ever missed a dab but when you have to reheat the nail like two times it definitely warms up quicker on that second reheat and it's um overall just hotter it's like the the quartz is able to like absorb the heat from the first warm up and then get into the second one I don't know how this is gonna work this is gonna be crazy honestly this is just gonna be a mess. We'll see what happens though. Oh, come on. This is not the good blazer. It's not old purple. Alright. That should be good there. So I'm going to do them. I'm going to put them together one at a time. You know, I got to put the hash in the first one. And that's probably good there. <laughs> well, it's a dry dab, so it's probably going to be terrible. Um,. Actually, dry dabs are pretty smooth. I don't know if you guys have ever done dry dabs. Like, they're actually pretty smooth, surprisingly, if you do a good temp. Um, I was doing them the other day on this setup, not stacking. I haven't stacked a nail like this yet. Um, I'm not too worried about that. I'm going to pick it up. It'll be easier than me trying to get my, my fucking face down. Let's just get some hash on the dabber. That's probably what I should be doing. something in there so a little bit on each side yeah that's how I'll do it yeah that makes sense <laughs> so stupid so dumb that's why I save these for the end because there's like a few people by the end and they're like this is what this is what I'm here for just this moment hmm okay about 550 Quality test. Just testing the nail there. Make sure it's still warm. That's part of the temp testing. Ooh, ooh, that one's gonna be a little low. I'm just gonna hit that with a little bit of heat because it needs it. 
So yeah, you're gonna not want to like hit glass with the torch or a temp reader or anything because then it tips over or whatever. Um, let's see here, dude. This one now seems cold. Hold on, let's just see what it does. Wait, do I have another cap for the fucking Slurpee though? Oh, this is gonna be low. All right, we're just gonna pick this shit up. This will be easier. Oh my god, no, this is not easier, dude. Oh my god, I'm terrified, bro. Did you see that? It was coming at me. Dude, it was coming at me, Aisha. Dude, I can't. Dude, is this, this isn't gonna work. I can't stack it. I can't do it. But this is what I will do. I'll reheat this and take this dab. And then I'll take the dab on that. I'm not gonna waste it. Because it's it went in low temp, so it didn't even burn it. So it's pretty much, we're doing like a... Oh wait, do I need a fucking bubble cap? Oh wait, no, I have that RBR spinner cap. I just probably gotta like... Oh, that's gonna be hot. Dude, this is fucking technology right here. All right, dude, holy shit. This mouthpiece is too short that he put on this one. I'll tell you what, though. It's warm. It's fucking warm. It's fucking warm. Fuck. Fuck, dude. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Mistakes were made. Mistakes were made today. Oh, I didn't even think it out. I was like, yeah, I'll just... Pat was like, do you want this? I was like, oh, yeah, I'll take it in there. <laughs> fuck, mistakes were made, dude. Oh, fuck. Oh. Damn, dude, growing up is... I'm dude. Alright, fuck it. Well, it's... dude, this one's not there, but this... I didn't push the nail in all the way. Again, I really hope I gave the guys enough, like, um, direction today um, prior to the podcast. I hope, I hope all their questions have been answered. I hope they have enough, I hope they have enough to do. Um, just hear Brandon laughing in the background. That's honestly nice. Just hearing some laughter out there. That's all you hear all day in our studio is glass clinking around and then, like, laughter, which is cool. Cool sounds. Man, but I won't be able to help them this afternoon at all. I have a meeting at 12.30. Damn. My wife's going to be part of it. She's going to have to do the talking. Because I'm going to be confused. Wait, how does this thing? Oh, hell yeah. That's something, right? That's why, that's why, that's why I'll tell you what, those, uh, <laughs> those wing pop caps or the flat top caps, <laughs> the ones with the post, <clears throat> if you're doing shenanigans, you kind of want one of those because a marble, you do a quick little jerk and that marble, that marble be rolling, just going, it's gone. They went in the other room. It's gone. Wow. Let me tell you what. Wouldn't say that I did a good job there. Wouldn't even say I did a great job. I'd say I tried. I'm going to keep trying. And eventually, I'm going to do a good job. Till then, we'll just continue to practice on here and at home. And eventually, so I'll post something on They Did It. But I do have a kid that's really good at dabbing. That I think we're, he's going to take the dab, but I'm going to stack like 10 of these carb caps for a video. We're going to break the Guinness Book World Record of stacking carb caps. This kid won like the Bongathon. He took like a five and a half gram dab. Um, while he was here, I watched him take like a three and a half gram dab and just for fun. Then he took more after that. And I was like, what's happening? Um, so he's going to be helping me with some function videos, but we're going to be putting some serious hash through stuff. I'm excited to share that. Um, cause I can't do that. I have, don't have the ability. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. It's magical. He told me that it's because. When he first started like smoking hash, he smoked so much like, like hot dabs that like he thinks he like just made himself so like conditioned to take hot dabs that he if it's like a good temp he can take giant dabs, 
But those giant dabs, honestly, are, like, red hot when they go in. They, like, cool down from the amount of material on the nail. It's really shocking. It's crazy. I watched him take a huge dab through the pump station. It was crazy. I was like, what the fuck is happening? It made the glass look so cool. Because it was just so much smoke and so much function was happening. I'm like, this is crazy. Like, this is it. So I'm going to have him start helping me with some function videos too. Still going to do my, my, my classic shit. But when I have some crazy shit, I need this kid to do at least like a three gram dab on it. So you guys can see the absurdity of the function. What it looks like when a three da gram dab is going through a rig. Because it's a lot. Like a lot of bubbles, a lot of smoke. And it's just like, you know... Some people might only see that someone's doing a giant dab, but to me, I'm just like looking at the function. I'm like, whoa, that's like what I want every function to do. Like, I want that much smoke and that, not even like just that much milk going through a piece. Like, just, it just looks so cool. Woo, okay, well, fun times. Episode 126. Uh, we have a Sunday sale coming up sometime in, what is this month, May? I don't even think there's one in this month, uh, June. Next one's in June sometime. I don't know. My wife had it on the calendar. It's on the website, bmsclass.com, under our schedule. And you can see our calendar events on there. And that's going to be our drops and Patreon shit, too. Um, and, yeah, well, I would tell you guys more, but I can't. Way too stoned. Um, I have nothing else I can talk about because I'm too stoned. It happened. But, yeah, definitely check out the website. Sign up for that newsletter at bmsclass.com. Oh, man. Hope you guys have an awesome day. This was fun. Later, everybody. <laughs>